You're listening to Everybody Eats, where we sit down with the best and brightest hustlers, entrepreneurs, go-getters, and professionals. Join us as we create the ultimate network and change the business narrative from the ground up. All right, let's do it. Yo, 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 welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Everybody Eat Show live. Where we at? Let's go, let's go. Where we, we at? We in Paris, France. In Paris, France, or, yo. Specifically, specifically, the sixth district of Paris, France. Zone six. On, on, on Earth. <laughs> For sure. In the Milky Way. In the Milky Way, yo. Welcome back to another episode, yo. So, Edom and I, Edom and I we just did an episode last week in Barcelona. Right. So we said that we we're going to be doing another international episode. So we're here. We're here. We are in Paris, France with a familiar face who was not who was on not too long ago. I think I'm officially a friend of the show. For sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on it two times in a few months. More, uh, more than most. Right. International episode. So for those who are new, um, one, make sure you're following us on all platforms at Everybody Eats Show on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, EBE underscore show on Twitter, everybody eat show on TikTok, all that good stuff. So, oh, and obviously on our YouTube channel, everybody eat show, make sure you're checking us out. Well, the people who are coming back, yo, we had Raj on a few weeks ago over in, in the States back in New York. So we did an awesome episode. So um, if you were listening to that episode, Raj said that he's studying in Paris. So since we're here on visit, we're like, oh, Obviously, we have to do another episode. So this today is just going to be another conversation episode. Um, nothing too crazy. Just have a nice conversation with our good old friends. So stay tuned if you want to hear good. some good conversation. Anything to say, Edom? Nah, we got all the house, housekeeping items out of the way. So. All right, let's do it. So first things first. Yo, French tacos. French tacos. <laughs> French tacos. I think that's going to be the name tacos. of the episode. That is the name of the episode. We even got started. French tacos. So the other day we got dinner with Raj and he's like, yo, you got to try these French tacos. Yep. And he's like, yo, they're not tacos. I was like, yo, where are they? He's like, nah, don't worry about it. Yeah. He was like, yo, don't worry about them. Don't worry about it. You just got to try them. And, like- and they're spelled T-A-C-O-S. It's always plural. I don't know why. So it's it's always plural. It so is a singular yeah. thing, oh, but there's an S at the end. Tacos. It's one taco. Yeah. <laughs> one taco. Yeah. You get a one French tacos. <laughs> so as Edom explains, I'm going to show you all. Go ahead. Uh, so, I mean, mine, I had really good. It really looks like, I call it panini. It looks like making them one of those sandwich makers. But mine, um, even though I'm not a fan of cheese, the cheese sauce is really good. Uh, bro. I just I just want to take the sandwich and eat it right now and just stop doing this episode. But it's really good. It's not a taco. Like that's that's the thing. Like it's a taco. It's a taco. It's a, taco. It's, it's, it's a panini sandwich, soft shell grilled tacos. It's all good. Pass it, pass it. Yeah. Let's yeah. see how her laughing's already knocking stuff down. <laughs> but nah, mine was really good, and and I really wish we kind of got this from day one. But yeah, I mean, you can get more. It's kind of like this. This brand is like a fast food place. Okay. And then you could get like the street version, but the street versions that you can get like the same way you'd see like a deli that's open 24 hours. They, it's it's more like shawarma style. It's not like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. Yeah. 
A word, yo. So that was that was. It, it's really good. After this episode, we dogging this. It's, yeah. it's, it's over. Um, but when we were in Barcelona, we were talking about. Um, I think we covered a little bit cultural differences a little bit. So that's one thing. One again, this is my first time in France. This is my first time in Paris. So um, it's it's different. My my parents have been here, so I've heard about it. Obviously, you, you've spoken about it before, but uh traveling man we go back to it. it's so important you have to see how other people live you have to realize that um you were saying that the other day yeah we're all pretty much the same you know and like a lot of people like no matter like what countries are we're, a lot of people we're more similar than we are different but at the same time everyone does something differently you know what i'm saying we all yeah. do like the same thing differently so it's like it's it's, it's, it's weird it's, it's yeah no, there's no there's no um one way to get to where you are or one way to get to where everybody is one way to get to um like the best i guess you could say you know someone listening to this in the states there's your french counterpart 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 is right here like yeah. literally doing his or her own his or her own his or her own thing yeah <laughs> like me yo what the hell <laughs> since birth <laughs> Welcome to my life, yo. <laughs> it's hard out here. <laughs> yo. Yo. Okay. Yo. I don't think where I talk too fast. <laughs> when I know what I want to say, sometimes yo. I talk really, really fast. Yo, I'm fine. I'm fine. You were saying? Yeah, continue. Your French counterpart. Yeah, French counterpart. His or her own thing here. <laughs> So really, I don't like, uh, man, wow. Um, my, what I've learned um, is you can't travel with a, a judgy mindset or, or um, you got to get out of your own head to, to really enjoy traveling. And um, I used, and I always, I talked about how a lot of people um, growing up in elementary school, a lot of the kids I grew up with, they'd be like, oh, I'm going on a cruise or I'm traveling, you know, for winter break or whatever. And they'd always end up taking like, you know, two weeks off or whatever the break was a week and a half. And then, you know, they'd be like, yeah, I got to do all my homework and this and third. And, you know, they come back and we grew up with with some of them. And I just I just noticed a lot of people kind of have the same mentality. But, you know, you've been to more places than I've ever been and you've traveled internationally more than, you know, I have ever have. And sometimes I just see a lot of people have the same like mentality and 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 uh way of of going about things in their own little bubble but yet you know you're gonna see on their page or something you know they got the little highlights of france spain um you know uh tahiti all these other travel spots or whatever but you're still you know mentally you're in your own little bubble so in my i was asking ben you know how did they really how do you really how do you really travel do you um, do you see how the people really live or do you just stay in the tourist spots? You know, when you get off a cruise, they take a break for two hours. So you, you just stay in the little port area, which is purposely set up to be a tourist trap. Or are you going around and, and seeing, you know, um, the real stuff like the homelessness or the uh, disparities between um, rich and poor? Are you seeing how stuff is built, how even simple down to the graffiti. Like I, I took a lot of pictures of the graffiti. I couldn't get too many here because most of it was on the train. But, you know, something as small as that to me is um, it's really big. You know, it's, it's, it's even done differently um, across, you know, the, the ocean, literally. So 
for real. So like, as you're saying that, it makes me think of, um, you know, obviously my, my dad loves to travel. So we traveled a bunch as a kid. And one thing kind of literally to what you're saying, he was purposeful that like when we're going, if it's traveling, it's vacation, we do not stay only in the tourist spot, right? He was very big. Obviously he comes from Haiti, right? So he grew up seeing the poverty and he knows about it, right? Like he doesn't, you don't have to teach him about it. He knows about it. Obviously we're blessed to be born in the United States. So he always like, oh, where I come from is not where you come from. He's always say that. But whenever we travel, he always makes, he used to always say verbatim, I want you to see how the real people live, right? So we would purposely, for example, if we're going on a cruise, we would save the beach for last. First, we would drive around and go into the local neighborhood. We would see literally people, like the kids going to school. We'll see the, the hood. We'll, we'll see all that. So we know growing up, you know, Valley Stream, New York isn't the world. The world isn't like Valley Stream, New York. You know what I'm saying? It's not just Howell Road. It's not just Dutch Broadway. You know what I'm saying? It's not like your small little bubble. There's, there's poverty. There's inequality. You know, there's racism. There's real stuff out there. So when you come back, you have that bigger worldview. You know how it's really like. You know how people really talk, how people look like, how people act. So when you're traveling, like you said, you're not ha- you're not just going, oh, okay, yeah, I went there, I come back, and I'm still having my own, like, small little bubble racist mindset. It's like, no, you have that worldview. You know how, how people live. So And, and it's not, it's, uh, you know, you look like you're about uh, to say something. Okay. No, okay. Right, nah, and I, I'm not, it's it's really not easier said than done. You guys, Bensky, I've judged so many people on this trip. That's my, that's, that's how I um, interpret, the world. interpret my world, you know? <laughs> so um, it's not the best, but... Um, you know, we, you know, you, you gotta make the, you gotta make the best of it. But, um, the world, what I've come to notice a lot is the world, as you get older, your world expands without your permission, you know? So certain things you didn't do or weren't really in charge of doing, you know, once you get older and older and older, you're kind of expected, you know, Bensky likes to say you're a grown man, you know? And yeah, that's the truth. And of course, but, um, everybody grew up differently and the way you do certain things, maybe, uh, so for example, we turn 18, you can get arrested for a lot of other things, you know, and it doesn't, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you, you, you in high school, we would always mob out somewhere and, and publicly, you know, kids would get into fights and stuff and you don't have to worry about getting arrested because you're all underage. When you turn 18, you can't do that anymore. You know? So, um, I'm just saying, uh, it's hard to step out of your comfort zone um especially like i said when the world's expanding over you so i guess narrow-mindedness in my opinion um comes from people trying to you know stick to the walls and trying to keep their their own small little world like within them meanwhile in reality you know you might think you're confined to this one little corner but your whole world might be you know this entire room or the entire building or this entire zone for example but some people are too stuck in their ways kind of to um really let that go and get uncomfortable and i'm not innocent i'm an introvert i like to stay inside i'm indoor cat but working on it yeah i was gonna say i agree with you i think um i like what you said when you said that your world expands without your permission because it's like up until 18 even before like the age of 22 or or something we we weren't really into politics some people were super into politics but i feel like now we have to be into politics Mm -hmm. and it's like things like we it's just on a scale that we didn't understand before so i'm trying to think of an example okay so like in school we're, we're 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 like okay it makes sense we're 18 graduating high school taking like ap gov or something right like okay we need to fund schools because education is always great 
And then you get older, you're like, why can't we fund our schools? And it's like, oh, because the president is trying to fight a technology war with China. So we don't have enough money or something. So it's like, oh, wait. And just by default, you now need to learn what they're doing on the international stage Mm -hmm. for you to understand what we can get done domestically. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just in an instant, you now have to keep up with what's going on in the entire world because that's affecting what's happening to you and your neighbor and everyone else i think that was a big thing that hit me especially moving out of the united states it's like it's like everyone here is affected by what's going on in the united states (laughs) everyone in the united states expected is affected by what's going on in france spain Mm -hmm. japan everywhere in the world north africa like everything plays a part in what happens in our daily life and we just don't see that unless you step outside not for real so like you like you said it's like um politics right like my dad used to always have the news on so like i'd be aware of it but i'm not paying attention i don't really care obviously as you grow older we start investing right for example i'm finance like that's that's my industry whatever once you start investing right and then it starts to apply cryptocurrency now when you hear news articles talking about oh joe biden wants to sign a one trillion bill uh one trillion dollar uh you know stimulus bill or infrastructure bill now it's like whoa that's going to impact me taxes my business you know tax refund you know what i'm saying like all that yeah. stuff it's like oh snap like you said now i'm forced to you know pay attention a little bit more or at least i'm like i'm i'm gonna have to care now because it's starting to impact me without my permission i didn't ask for this yeah. i want to stay inside and eat honey buns right like i don't want to <laughs> like, I, I was so upset one day i put this on my instagram story Yo, being an adult is having things put on your to-do list that wasn't done by your immediate family members. So, you know, um, I got mailed something. What was it we got mailed? I had to fill out a form for my job and it was the biggest, it was so hectic. I spent like the course of a month doing it. And in the time I really could start doing it, it took me three straight days to actually get something that took two seconds done. And that got me upset because it's like, I didn't ask to do this. I didn't want to do this but now i have to do this because in order to keep my job i have to go and and fill this form out and that's something that got thrown on my to-do list without my permission you know so i mean you can kind of say because i work for the company it's there but you know what i mean you get what i mean so i wanted to comment on something you guys were talking about before just with some anecdotal evidence (laughs) where it's like I think growing up in America, anyone that grew up in America automatically has this. I mean, obviously, children of immigrants have a little bit less of this, but has just like this bias and this tunnel vision of what not the world of what life is. Right. Mm -hmm. And us coming from New York, we're a little bit more privileged to be in a place where it's like the most diverse place in the world. Mm -hmm. But even with that, we still have a tunnel vision mm-hmm. of what else is going on in the world. Like mm-hmm. we can say, oh, we live in New York. We know what all these people are like or what these different cultures are are like. But we don't. Mm-hmm. We've never even experienced anything close to it mm-hmm. at all. And I definitely had to shed that when I left. Mm-hmm. And even when you just travel, you have to shed that. Like like you guys said, like and obviously there are people who like tourism doesn't have to be stressful and a, and a learning experience all, all the time. Yeah, there are people who tour for the instagram photos and who tour just to see nice stuff and take a vacation and decompress yeah which is not a problem yeah yeah. but then there's like it's nice to have the time to appreciate how actually other people live and actually learn about that stuff yeah i was gonna say that somewhat reminds me when we were in barcelona we had the uh we had a tour guide and she was from poland she was a polish tour guide i think she said she went to barcelona staying with her uh boyfriend's family and we were asking like yo how many languages do you speak She's like, yo, I learned Spanish while I was here. Um, I got fluent 
but in Barcelona, they speak Catalan. So she was like, yo, you can get by speaking Spanish because most people like they learn it, but the local people speak Catalan. So she's like, yo, while I'm here, I want to learn how the local people speak because I want to come. If I really want to connect with the people in Barcelona specifically, I need to learn how to speak their language. That's how you really get to know someone. And I, I felt that. Yeah, I really felt that. You yeah. know, I'm like, yo, like not a lot of people, a lot of people be like, nah, why do I have to learn another language? Right. Yeah. If majority of people speak Spanish, let me just speak Spanish. I was going to say, like, I, not to get too political about it, yeah. but like, I feel like America and the UK, like the bigger colonizing powers, are expecting everyone to speak English. Mm -hmm. They don't try to learn the language when they travel or when they go e even to live somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that's just like, that's obviously just the consequence of colonialism and imperialism and just the fact that there there was this huge effort to make English the world language so things are easier. And for the most part, it worked. Um, but at the same time, it's like it just gives off this obnoxious st stereotype of, Amer of American tourists, which is a big part of it. But it's not like 100 percent of them. Like there's obviously the people like us or yeah. there's like so many di different people who tour and actually put in an effort um where it's like americans have this stereotype was like they only speak english they don't yeah. make any effort to learn another language they go and they try to forcefully expect everyone to speak english to them when they didn't have to come to this country in the first place yeah. and, I, and i feel like that's that's like a sentiment that's growing and growing and growing which sucks it's yeah like, i ain't yeah. gonna lie I've, I've been here and i yeah. can kind of tell i see why i, I would hate america too if i was yeah, came, came yeah, from yeah. here you know though i i I watched the video about the how the dollar standard be uh, the yeah how um uh, I'm not really sure I want to say the U.S. wrongfully but U.S. <laughs> um uh they pushed for the dollar standard across the world yeah. and that changed everything um and even, that's also just a fact like, yeah there's uh, nothing yeah. wrong with okay saying. no <laughs> I didn't want to misquote anything I don't I don't like giving um you know not not the right stuff but um I was having a conversation with my friend the other day shout out to man and you gotta get him on my podcast one day um. So one thing you said, going back to the education thing is uh, to receive an education in the public sector in this country and come out of it as an individual, you have to filter out a lot of what you learn. And uh, I always talk with Bensky about how um, slavery and and all that stuff, uh, when when we covered it in high school, it was only like a few pages and we watched a documentary on, on Emmett Till and that's all I remember, you know? Um, I could tell you all about American history, not really all about American history, I lied, but I know more about American history than I do about um, stuff going on in European history and whatnot. Um, when our Airbnb host, I don't know if we talked about in the first episode, but they're talking about how the Catalan people were fighting for their independence and whatnot. Um, I thought that was cool. You know, I, you, 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 I don't think you'd ever hear about, I've never taken a history course where they discussed um, that cool tidbit uh just to go over it again uh the barcelona the region of catalan pays for a lot of Spain. spain's um like taxes, taxes yeah. and everything and they want their own independence and we we're walking around and we we're seeing a lot of it looks like the uh, puerto rican flag except the uh the stripes are gold and red it's instead of white, yeah. red, instead yeah. of white and red so uh that that's not the exact uh, catalan flag it's everything minus the um the triangle yeah the blue star but the blue star on the on the catalan version of it is is for independence that's them so you put it over your window and it shows people like you know i'm here for 
um, Catalan independence. And I, I've never heard about that, never knew about it, you know, um, even talking about the Brexit situation. Um, that's pretty cool. And even recently, I know we talked about it. Um, I want to say it was offline last time we spoke with Raj, but I find world news a lot more interesting than um, regular news nowadays. So recently, China, um, they sent, you know, warplanes to Taiwan. And I've never, you know, I anything I do in the U.S., I would have never heard about that or, or learned about that or anything. So I find that really interesting. And like I said, you got to go out and experience things. Yeah, I, th I think like I'm, I'm going to say specifically news about China and America is pretty like propaganda ish. And it's the same on the on the on the other side, too. So it's like at first it's interesting. And then you got to filter out, OK, what is it that America wants us to look at mm -hmm. versus what is actually happening mm -hmm. or the way that they they say it. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a uniquely American thing. It's like it's happening everywhere. It's yeah, just, yeah. just it's just the the example. Um, but I actually have an example of someone from France. Um, he's a rapper named Freeze Corleone, and he got into trouble because. Um, and I'm not like defending him or or anything. It was definitely a very controversial topic to 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 talk about. But in some of his songs, he goes. Um, I don't give a F. I don't know if we could curse on here. Okay. I don't give a F about the Holocaust. Yeah. He didn't say that like in an anti-Semitic way. He could have been. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like trying to quote it the way it was. But what he was trying to say, which he definitely didn't say it greatly. Yeah. What he was trying to say is that like all we learned about was the Holocaust. I care more about what's happening with my brothers and sisters sisters during like the genocide in the congo or the genocide in rwanda it's yeah. like that's what i care about yeah, yeah and yeah. he's like we didn't learn about that in school we didn't learn about that uh, enough but those are the things that i care about that are closer to me yeah yeah and obviously he said it in like the worst way possible yeah, 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 yeah. which caused a lot of controversy yeah but like it's that same example is that yeah. we learn very specific things about america very specific things about the world about the world we went really deep into the holocaust if i remember yeah like very deep into it yeah but nothing else that happened in europe it's like it's like obviously it's difficult to analyze because we didn't create a curriculum from scratch yeah but it's like but why do they teach us certain things versus great. other so, things so to piggyback yeah. off that you uh, the last thing i remember most about that was the nuremberg trials and how they yeah. try to you know big ton of the you know hitler soldiers and whatnot but you, what you don't hear is that yo in germany they teach that they teach the Holocaust. Yeah. They let you know these are the atrocities we committed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's definitely something that we didn't hear. That I learned about more when 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 I got here is that they they very much took responsibility for yeah. all that stuff. And it's like you don't hear about it in America. And it's like so where are you it's leaving like, us with? Yeah, 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 exactly. Do you want us to hate them? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Then they'd have to do their part yeah. and, and start teaching critical race. I don't, I don't think you guys are going to be left let back in the country after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nah, man. Yo, and, and that's what it is, yo. And um, it, it's having that, uh, it's also having the maturity to know, like, yo, uh, a few things. One, self-education, right? Self-education yeah. is always going to be the most important form of education ever because, one, you cannot depend on the school system to, you know, teach you everything. And if you only do depend on the school system that's that's where you get that narrow-minded you're going to be like exactly you're going to be just another cognitive machine you're not going to have that worldview you, you have to do some of that research on your own to yeah. learn and that's what it goes back to travel that's and, one and then sorry, sorry two sorry. um crap 
crap, 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 crap. Don't remember. Right. Crap, crap, crap. All right, yeah, go ahead. I'm going yeah, yeah, yeah. continue then. And I think a lot of people who say things that you're saying, the way that they say it is very like world conspiracy, we're all sheep, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's not like that. Yeah. It's like, I, I have an anecdote as well. Um, I don't know if I talked about this on the last podcast, but. And you know what? I'm sorry. I don't want you before you go. Go for it. Yeah. That's what makes it so hard to kind of um, talk about it. You know, the maturity and, and, and the self-education, it's just a change in mindset. So it's, it's hard to kind of say that to someone without them assuming you're sounding pretentious or you want to, um, you sound better than them or you think, oh, so do you think I'm a sheep? Do you think I believe, you know, it's hard to say that or, or kind of, um, uh, portray that to someone, especially nowadays, going back to hypersensitive culture and, and all that good stuff. Yeah. So what I wanted to say was, um, with that the, stuff, with the whole idea of self learning and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if you remember, like when we learned about the philosophers in Europe during like, I guess the Renaissance yeah, or whatever, area or whatever. Yeah. And how we would just talk about how all these philosophers would gather and talk and speak and make these ideas and write books. And it was like, okay, a bunch of guys got together and talked about stuff and made books and all that stuff. You didn't really think much of it. And then I got here and I found myself like sitting outside, talking with my friends, learning so much and sharing so many ideas from my point of view, from their point of view, for the most part in a different language than I normally speak. And it's like you learn things from their perspective, from their language and like, your worldview is completely it's not like shattered but it's like expanded Mm -hmm. and i completely understand why we learn about these people because it's like that's what what i'm doing i'm in a new place speaking with new people learning how things are done different in the world and changing the way that i think about things it's like it's the textbook idea of learning on your own and just learning from experience and it's like i completely understand how these philosophers came up with all these ideas because they met all these different people they traveled they like and obviously tra- traveling is a luxury, but when you can do it, like yeah. make, make the most of it. Yeah. I don't know. Did you listen to that last Tyler creator album? I did not. And he was like, what do you say? He was like, my passport is the most valuable thing I have. He's like, the second I got a passport, I went everywhere. Mm. It's my- like for, especially as an American, we're, pri- we're privileged that we don't need to get a visa for most countries. Yeah. We can literally just go anywhere we want, for real. which is insane. Which is dope. Um, You, you said uh, something that we say a lot. Yo, changing your mind when presented with new information. That's something that we say, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, that's important. It's easy going back to that narrow mind. It's easy just being your own in your own lane. But like when you do have the ability to sit down, yo, those philosophers are just doing podcasts without mics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we doing the same thing, right? Just discussing ideas. Um, but yeah, yo, like it's okay to like if, if you're born if you're if you're born with a certain mindset, you're surrounded by a certain mindset. I'm not like it's not a bad thing to have it because that's all you know. But once you do get presented with new information, new ideas, and you learn about something differently, that's when you have to be like, okay change your mind a little bit, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, accept new, like, you know, d- accept a different perspective. And then that's how you grow as an individual. That's how you mature. That's how you talk, communicate. You know, I love to socialize. I love to talk. That's why we do this podcast. So it's literally, literally yeah. the, 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 the same thing. It's just being able to change your mind when presented with new information, right? If you're, if you're, if you're not, if you're only surrounded by one, you know, if you think like you, yeah. Then it's like, all right, one, it's like, get, get around different people. But two, then it's like, okay, I kind of understand why you have that point of view. 
But once you get a new point of view, bro, like, you know, like, like change up, adapt, you know what I'm saying? Adapt, adapt and learn, you know? And it's just like, um, it just goes back to just, just walking down the street, how the, the, the fashion is different here. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just one thing, right? When we were in Barcelona, we noticed, like we kind of said, when we were in Barcelona, the fashion was a little bit different. You didn't see as many name brand sneakers as like I thought I would. But you come to Paris, it's different. Yeah, I don't. You come know. to Paris, and it's like the fashion's completely different. You I don't know, know what I'm saying. You, and it's you, like you notice, it's a very European thing. But the way people buy things for necessity, um, in New York, obviously there's so much traffic, right? And there's never a place to park your car. Yes. But everyone always brings their truck and their oversized car to the city. Yeah, expecting to park it. Like, it makes no sense. But here, everyone has a tiny car. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone who lives or commutes to a major metropolitan area buys a car that fits that that need. Yeah. As opposed to America, where it's more individual, where it's like, I want this car because I want... And it's not, like, a bad thing. It's yeah. just, like, completely... Different. different mindset you're not seeing pickup trucks over here no you're not seeing pickup I ain't seen no escalades over here in the music ain't no escalate ain't no suburbans yeah. ain't no like nothing crazy yeah more in like the countryside yeah, yeah. where you needed to transport a lot, a lot yeah of yeah materials. that's what that's what but it's meant. just like that's the different culture that for sure for sure yeah, yeah, yeah literally those tanks and stuff like that so it's just, it's just crazy oh and i'm um i'm just really appreciative like you said just be able to just be here and see things differently yeah. like the architecture is different you know yeah. what i'm saying the, the apartments are different you yeah. know what i'm saying everything is, and it's like you know you under, instead of just sitting here and be like ah like these people are weird why you do it like that it's like okay yeah. i kind of see why you know like one we notice like people are slimmer here right so maybe narrow staircases make a little bit more sense <laughs> like <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like so it's um it, it's just cool it's yeah. different and you know when, when i'm going back into the states i know it's going to be like the first day or two is going to be like whoa yeah it's going to yeah. be like okay adjustment yeah. you know but then it's going to be this is something i'm I'm going to to always remember and be thankful thankful yeah. for you know what i'm saying so and it's like i know we were talking about this on the walk here um like you can literally see the difference in their food and drug po- politics when you go out to eat and it's like the portion sizes are smaller um stuff like mcdonald's and Burger King and their fast food actually tastes like food or close enough to food as you can get um, because they have such strict food and drug laws. And you see that in the way that the people look. And then you see that, and I think, I don't remember this. This is obviously not a France example, but I think like Subway had to legally declare that their bread in Ireland was a dessert because it had so much sugar in it mm. that their food and drug was like, this isn't bread. This is a dessert. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can't let you sell this and call it bread. <laughs> Just because there was so much sugar in the bread. You're lying. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I definitely only read the headline in like the first paragraph, but oh, but look it up to confirm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, that's funny. So it, the food, you know. Yeah, what I'm yeah. Saying? Nah, like like what do you say with the food? Like uh, I know in uh where we are, sometimes when Ben's cannot order out some nights, like yo, bro, the next morning my body yeah. push that out. Like like you like especially because we've been kind of like on on a bit of a fitness thing. Uh, when we eat like when we start to eat like fast food and stuff, we notice like our body kind of reacts differently. Maybe again, it's either because of fitness thing or uh, uh, we're getting older. So our body can't take all that stuff we were eating. But I've noticed here, like every time I eat something, you know, besides I personally don't like garlic, but besides that, I'm not, I don't feel weird. I don't feel sluggish. Like Raj said, the McDonald's here doesn't make you feel as much as like crap, you know? Yeah. So like here, I, I mean, partially because i'm vacationing with bensi's family but i definitely like i feel lighter i feel like i've lost weight um 
I feel way healthier. I know when I go back to the States, I'm going to be like, Matt's lucky. Yeah, smart. it's like crazy. Every time I go back home, I like immediately put on like 10 pounds just naturally from the food I eat. Like I, I don't change the amount. It's just like I gain more weight type. when yeah. I eat the food at home. So, yeah. Hit these French tacos. Yeah, we could do uh, that. Um, do you have a? We do have a. Do you have a quote you want to yeah. hit us? We can end on this. We got end on a quote. That's a little bit different. Let's do it. All right. Oh, we got the quote. Yeah. So the word of the today. Word of the day. Word of the day is we cannot liberate if we do not start from the bottom. I don't okay. think Raj would get this one. No offense, unless nah. you would. But um, she's a uh, sub. Yeah, give, give me some clues. She's a um, women's activist, African American. Uh, she's passed recently, recently, unfortunately, and she's from New Jersey. Oh, I'm embarrassing myself. She's very local, so yeah, I yeah. probably don't know this off the top of my head. No, maybe if I hear the name, but I doubt it. Uh, okay, so I, if I gave this next hint, it would have given it up. But she's uh, on this uh, YouTube channel I, I love to watch called The Grapevine. Her name's Aisha K. Fains. Okay. Or Fines, however you say it. But um, her quote was, yeah, you cannot liberate if you don't start from the bottom. Completely agree. It's, you know, true for so many things. I don't want to get too political, but, you know. That's not even, like, political. No, no, no. I mean, my like, only example for that yeah, is, is yeah. something political. Yeah. Again, like, you know, if you want to build something, right, you can't stop from the, you can't start from the top down. Yeah, I think it's also, like, I, I can apply to face value activism too, like people on the on the internet who consider themselves activists but don't actually do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, like you're not, you're not you're not getting anything done with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you outrage warriors! Like there's, it's really good to to like share information and make sure that this information gets transferred when you can't do anything about it. But the people that can do stuff about it and decide not to who then call themselves a- a- activists is like where that problem starts. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with participating even a tiny amount. Yeah. But then like taking credit yeah. for more than what you actually participate is where the problem is. And that just reminds me of a you conversation know? I had a few weeks ago. Someone was like, um, uh, he's talking about pretty much like uh, activism in the black community. Right. And he was just saying how like everyone has a different part to play. Like some people are more like, yo, I'll go protest. Some people are like, nah, like I'm not going to be in the streets like that. Like I'd rather do something else. Right. And I was saying, you know, for me personally, like the whole spreading awareness on social media, like you're not really going to see me posting crazy like that, even whether it's about, you know, my, it it could be referring to like, say the Haitian migrants or black, like personally, I'm not the type of person to be like posting on social media stories. My impact is this day to day conversations with people, yeah. you know, having conversations on the podcast, the whole podcast page, po- um, you know, sharing that information, having these conversations. To me, that's my grassroots on the ground work, having those conversations, helping people, helping our community financially, having these conversations, you know, teaching them about, you know, starting their own business, starting their own yeah. brand. Like to me, that is my impact. And that's my ground level impact. I don't need to be personally in the streets doing anything crazy but if i can help one per and that later that night you know that, that was the night i helped um one lady while we were having a conversation she wants to start a brand but she was talking about she was anxious and nervous yeah. i was just you know going off talking about my experience to start the podcast how i was scared and i was nervous i didn't want to start this but then you know i had an accountability partner i told her my whole story and at the end she's like yo 
I feel so much better. I don't feel as anxious anymore. Yeah. That is where I can have my impact. Yeah. You know, I don't have to post something. I don't have to be in the streets. But if I can help one person have that conversation, have that help her, you know, feel less anxious, at least. I don't know if she really yeah. started, but at least get like give her an example of, Yo, you're not the only one who feels this way and that can help her that's my impact and i sleep well and i know that and you you're know? playing your part in the most effective way that you know how exactly i think a lot of people um i don't know if they feel bad but it's like donating money is even a better quantifiable way to do it because of the fact that like the way i th- think of it sometimes you know where it's going yeah for sure for exactly. sure for sure the way I think about it too, especially when you're not able to physically be there and like actually help out with your hands. Yeah. Um, the way I think about like donating money is that let's say your job pays you $15 an hour. You donate $30. You have given two hours of your time to this cause. Yeah. And the more and more you donate, you can actually quantify it like that. Yeah. So you actually know if you're like, you don't have to feel bad or feel like you're not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like from, from the beginning, (laughs) if you make $15 an hour and you donate $30, or let's say you donate $45 to a cause, you have donated three hours of your time. You Mm -hmm. have done three hours of work for that cause yeah you did your your work and gave the spoils of your work to to that cause so it's Mm -hmm. as if you went out there for three hours it's as if you did xyz for three hours yeah so you're able to like see how much time you actually don't donate to this cause by the amount of money that you give to to it and obviously not not everyone can give their salary to something but it's like let's say you do give just fifteen dollars that's an hour of your time for the entire week that you, that you work that you took out of time for yourself like that's worth something that that right there is much better than reposting a biased a biased article that you didn't read yourself it's much better than reposting uh, you know, one of the I've seen a lot of organizations put up. Uh, oh, every for every repost, we'll donate a dollar. How do they know you're reposting it? There's nothing on Instagram that tells you that someone's reposting it. There is the share option, but just because you're sharing, you know, the little arrow thing that lets you know someone's sharing yeah. it, that doesn't mean all those people put on their stories. And a lot of these people don't tag the page. The page isn't gonna watch your story to know you put on their story. Yeah. So it's much better than that. And again, it's much better than putting up a you know a half biased news post and then later at night hanging out and clubbing and eating and then <laughs> saying that you care about a cause. Yeah, that's much better. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and obviously, there's something wrong with sharing information so more people there have isn't. this information. But don't but call then, yourself an activist. Exactly. Yeah. Just a reporter at them. Yeah, it's like it's just the lengths that people go to turn it into something egotistical versus actually do, doing it for for the cause and there's no shame in not um truly caring um or like 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 his friend said there's no because it's crazy because my friend two days ago said he felt bad about um uh, not posting about the palestine stuff and everything because yeah. he really wasn't too aware of it he kind of felt bad but i told him yo bro there's no shame in not posting about it you know you don't have to you know, fake yeah, like rep. if you didn't have an Instagram account, yeah. you wouldn't have done that in the first place. Exactly. Yeah, no exactly. Way. You don't have to feel bad there's about posting wrong. about it. if you don't know anything about the issue. If that's something that doesn't touch you personally, there is no shame. You, like, shouldn't you know have to how feel many bad. volunteers are actually there working and trying to help the situation and not posting about it because they're actually doing something about it. You could donate in silence. You could do so much stuff in mm-hmm. silence. You're not supposed to. I remember everyone was like, 
I don't remember who was, but I, I do remember seeing people like, where's J. Cole during all this? Where's J. Cole? Why isn't he talking about it? And then the next day, it's like photos of him actually in the protest, not talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Which it was like. That's why I didn't yeah. get why people got upset yeah. at him for responding to no name when bro he was there marching and everything i don't know enough about that story to comment on it but rant if you want oh i'm not going to rant i was just saying like you know um you know he dropped you know the song snow in the bluff he did mention it but um bro i I don't i really i'm not on twitter like that i'm not you know um i didn't keep up too much but from what i saw i i did see pictures of j cole you know, marching and doing everything. He doesn't use his Instagram like that, period, anyway. So why do you expect him to hop on Instagram and, and make a public announcement about it? Instead, just march with the dude in the streets, bro. Yeah, and it's like during situations like that, the last person's opinion I care about is a celebrity. I don't care what celebrities have to say about any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, I I would rather see, like, politicians actually change things yeah. rather than like what dj Khaled has to say about yeah. this like i don't care what dj Khaled has to exactly. say about any of this it just goes back to like that grassroots effort you know what i'm saying like the biggest yeah. change is going to happen from you know the, the random person that random person that random person yeah. instead of just looking for this big celebrity and just you know them doing like a pr stunt or something like exactly. that you know what i'm saying so um, grassroots, doing the work on the ground is not instagram not social media in fact offline you know like before social media how do people get things changed and passed you know what i'm saying like by actually being active and being with each other exactly yeah you know what i'm saying so um yo just do do the work yeah it's a very different episode very very different (laughs) than the last one but it was great conversation and that's the same as always you know what i'm saying so um Oh yeah, the quote one more time. Uh, the quote of the day, one more time, is uh, we cannot liberate if we do not start from the bottom. From the late great Aisha K. Faints. So, any closing remarks? Any closing items? No, thanks. Thanks for coming. Thanks for taking time out of your vacation to chill with me. Of course, bro. Anytime. It's always a pleasure. Anytime. This is this is the one thing we like. Yo, this is for sure has to happen. If we come yeah. in here, we gotta record. Yeah, this is dope. I really I'm grateful for the experience. Thanks, Bensky, for inviting me. So glad to have been able to come here, experience two cities that I would have never seen this soon in my life. So never forget this. Anytime, anytime. So on that note, that concludes today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Um, yo, make sure you leave a review and a comment on Apple Podcasts, right? Help us get ranked. I gotta do that appreciate it help us get ranked if you if you like what we talk about if you didn't like what we talk about if you agree or disagree drop a comment leave a review follow us on instagram let us know how you feel um yo we look forward to doing more episodes internationally we just did two so who knows what the next one will be um yo again thank you raj for the hospitality thank you for coming coming on the show thank you for the support thank you for the love um yo see you guys next time peace